0: but i mean that that is that is a good point
1: yeah i mean growing is tough i mean it's you know being broke's tough being broke's real tough
0: because you can't see anything outside of that there is literally nothing outside of
1: that yeah, it's just like all you think about is like your survival. Yeah. But That's there's some simplicity fun. in that too.
0: If you if you if you allow it to be, right? Yeah. Cuz there's there's I, mean, this
1: I, I don't want to go back to that.
0: Right, but you know what I mean? there's a difference between choosing to be free of monetary stuff, right? Um versus not well i guess it's always a personal choice um mm, that's a difficult one everybody comes from different places everybody has different things what i guess what i'm trying to say is there's a difference between being a monk and choosing that route of Mm -hmm. not having anything not doing anything other than your personal being right and there's that whole life uh focused around that and then you have the other part of it where you're just you're, you're just on that grind trying to get everything figured out.
1: Yeah, uh, But yeah. You know, to that, like, it's kind of like, it's interesting. Cause I remember like a lot of my buddies that I was deployed with, we, we've kind of talked about this, you know, being deployed was pretty simplistic. It was like, stay alive and you have a very set job and you just do it day in, day out. And there was, there was something very peaceful in that that simplicity of it, right? Like go out, do patrols, try to continue a presence. Somebody screws with you, you freaking handle business and stay alive, go home, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's a lot of little details in there, but that was the overall grand scheme. And it's like, we come come back and some guys would struggle with that. I came back to a good bit of order already in place, which helped me, but still it was kind of like, Well, now I'm choosing, you know, nobody's life's on the line. Uh, I'm not leaving my buddies hanging if I don't, like, to the same level if I chose not to go to work today. Or, you know, uh, quit my job and go somewhere else. Like, I, I have all these options, right? Yeah. And it's overwhelming a little bit. So... I guess I'm trying to equate that back to the idea of being broke. I think though the goal was it was it was just very clearly defined, and that kept things simple. So broke, not broke, busy, not busy. you know, there's there is some simplicity though, if like you're starting out a business or you're trying to make things happen, it's it's pretty straightforward. like i I just gotta make some some coin. like I gotta get some money coming in. What makes money come in? sales or going out there and working my ass off of it, or both. Right. So like, yeah. just do that. That's all I got to do. I ain't worried about anything else. When I first opened my company, it was just sales. I didn't have to worry about payroll or any of that stuff. It was just trying to close deals. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And then and then you start having the complexities that that come along with owning a company or having employees or having people under you, because if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, that trickles down and it falls into, into other situations. Which, you know, something to that is, is, do you think that's what makes you such a good um, leader in in the field that you're in? What exactly? Your past military experience, plus the feeling of, um, I've got to, I've got to be more.
1: Uh, there's no doubt it helps Re- resilience, just mindset. I mean, even mm-hmm. you know my business partner now, Eddie. I was working for him when I deployed. Mm-hmm. I was an employee for him, and I've heard him say it. Uh, you know, he's like, "Man, you left a boy, you came back a man. You know, you you were you were a different person in a good way." Mm-hmm. Um, and. It absolutely changed. I mean, it, it gave me drive. Like after I got back, I was like, all right, what am I doing in my life? And I got very focused and I started consuming. Um, I mean, I remember I'm like, man, I've I've had one or two books to read. I was like, I, I need books. I need you to recommend books to me. And he started giving me books. And he actually gave me a book by uh, by Troy Coursegarden. I always mispronounce his last name, but great guy. Um, uh, he's written a couple of books about insurance and the book was, it was from the nineties. It was called Power Position Your Agency. Little dated, but the the overall grand scheme will apply today. It'll apply probably in 50 years. And when I read that book, he's like, read this book. I haven't read it yet. They gave it to me. It sells me. Give me that book. It's like, read this book. Come out and let me know what you think. Read that book. Came out and I was like, we're doing it all wrong. Like <laughs> And he kind of like was like, "Well, oh, dang!" But that book right then made me realize the things that resonated out of it made me realize I wanted my own agency, mm. and it put me on the course. So, By reading
0: that book, it, it, you think that that puts you on a whole mm. different, a whole different platform?
1: Yeah, it was like it was like the it was like the spark I needed. Like everything was primed. Mm-hmm. I needed a spark to make me go. Like, hey, I think I can do this. That that resonates with me. I think I can build a company based off of some of these principles. Interesting. So let's take it full circle now. All right. Sidetracking a little bit. Years down the road, I'm writing these goals every day. Right, just big dreaming goals, like we talk about. Right, just yes. just pour it out. I'm a I'm an industry leader in insurance agency stuff. Right. Lo and behold, out of nowhere, um, something makes me think of Troy and that book. So on LinkedIn, I send him a message and say, I want you to know I love your that book. That book actually put me on a path and made me realize I could do this. Hits me up. We get on a one-on-one Zoom, just a chat. He's like, I just just chat with you and just ask me questions, seeing how he can help me and stuff all because of that. So I actually got to have like an hour long video with him or Zoom meeting with him, just us chatting. So that's, that's, that's super interesting just to kind of see how that
0: plays out. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it also that that's, that's a play or a positive to social media itself. Like the amount of connection that you can make, right now is is beyond anything right if you choose to go down a route and reach out to the people that are ahead of you you have the opportunity to actually connect with those people yeah Um, so that's super interesting and then the other half of it is how many people have the the ability to do the things that they want they just need that spark Like they just need that book or they just need that that one person to say, hey, look, you can go down this rope or, you know, whatever it might be. How many people are sitting there waiting on green? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, this week, so my nephew gets with me and basically says, Hey, I, I, I want to do my own business, my own lawn care business. So he's been doing a little bit on the side. He's got a few customers, does a really good job, but he wants to expand it. And all I, I can just see it inside of him. So we, we met. I said, hey, man, come out here for lunch. Let's just chat a little bit. I mean, if there's anything I understand, it's business. Let's just let's grab lunch. Let's just chat. End of the day. You know what I realized? Like when we as soon as we sat down, we started talking this stuff, we hit a couple of good points. But frankly, I could I could see in him some of the things that like were inside of me churning, like knowing I just wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really matter what I said or what we talked about. He just wanted some confirmation, I think, that he wasn't like like he wasn't inside. Rocking. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And we just talked about a few things, but I got no doubt he's going to freaking go out there and he's going to figure it out and he's going to dominate if he wants it because he's got that mindset. Yeah. you know, um, he He's constantly looking for just little ways he can make himself better and try to grow something. And I think he's going to do great if he stays focused on it, you know, but that was it. It wasn't the one tip I gave him or the one quote or whatever. It was just confirmation. Hey, yeah, do this, do this, go after it, go get it try it yeah. test it figure it out that was it he didn't need me yeah you know?
0: so you you say he didn't need you but he needed that that like you said confirmation to be mm-hmm. able to say you have the green light right yeah. as as small as it may be as big as it may be green light yeah work yeah Go ahead. do you think yeah. yeah like because you don't know how many people on the other end of that where he you know he's like you know everybody's telling him oh don't do that go get a good job or or don't do this but just go do that right go to school mm-hmm. go instead of instead of doing this or that, that 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 like there's so many times me personally being in school in that structure I couldn't stand it right and I personally felt like dude I've got I've got a couple options right at the time my dad had a propane company and I was like well I'm just gonna I'm gonna go into propane I said, That's this that's yeah. what I'm doing I have zero passion for it but it sounds cool my dad always has some money right mm-hmm. uh, that sounds that sounds perfectly fine I'll paint tanks or whatever mm-hmm. and then he sold the company and that was like I don't uh maybe me going into high school and I was like oh shit dude i've got i've got to figure something out right? right and so that's when you start doing certain things you start you know like i'm this is my only route all the all 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 the chips are in on this mm-hmm. and then, you know certain things don't pan out or you screw something up or you mess this up and then you're like what what do i do now what what now and yeah. what i needed at that point in time was I knew that school was not the option, right? Me sitting in a class, sitting from somebody who maybe knows this or maybe understands this, but clearly you're not doing it. Or, you know, the whole concept, those who teach cannot do kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because if they did do it, they would be doing it kind of aspect. Um, And for me, I've got to have that. We talked about it on the last podcast. I've got to have that confirmation that you are where I want to be. For me to yeah. even open up my brain, and that was a that was a point for me where I was like, I needed some sort of confirmation where I was like, okay, this is the route.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I knew inside of me going back to what we just talked about that thing that's inside of you where you're like, I know I need to do this. I know this is. I want to build something that lasts, maybe forever but maybe it doesn't last forever maybe it's just Mm. this blip in time that i'm here but i've got to do something that that that's beyond just me Mm -hmm. and i know that i know for a certain i can do it period there is no one that can do it like i can do it but also on the other half of that you know
1: i always doubt myself yeah, right. Well, I, but but I think that's man number one. I mean, I, I don't. If you don't have a little doubt, it's crazy. Like, you know, it's just like I mean, kind of going back to it. Like those guys at war that didn't seem a little nervous or a little scared that acted like they weren't afraid of anything, or you know, that's what they said. Like, I don't want to be around that dude. He's gonna get me killed. Like plain and simple. Dope. Either because he truly has zero fear and he's gonna do something stupid or he's such a liar and a bullshitter that he's going to just pull the wool over everyone's eyes, including himself. You know what I mean? So it's like the same thing. Like there's going to be things that make you nervous. There's going to be things that make you scared. Use that energy. That's totally fine. You know, we talked about that on the last podcast, like truthfully don't waste it. Cause you'll get where you become so used to taking risk on certain things. You'll lose that kind of scared factor. And yeah, man, that's 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 good stuff. It's powerful. It's a very, very powerful tool. So like, don't waste it, you know? And, and to that, talking about being broke, not being broke, like use that to your advantage. I was telling some of the new agents here, hey, this is a tough market we're coming into, but there's going to be a lot of shift in the market with clients. People are going to be looking that would never have looked before. If you don't have a book established, Literally, this is the best time of your career to be in insurance. Like it couldn't have happened at a better time for you specifically because you don't have to sit there and worry about all the customers you already have, trying to save them, trying to keep them, trying to provide all this. stuff. All you got to do is just go out there and freaking sling it, Mm -hmm. provide good value, honest opinions, great advice, because there's going to be more people than ever needing it. Be that solution for them. And then you don't have all this back end work to do yet. You know, like. This is a phenomenal time for you to be in this industry. You better you take trying, advantage of it. Are you trying to say that insurance is going up? Hmm. Yeah. So who who's insurance going up for? Do you have a pulse? And do you currently have an insurance policy? If you have those two things, your insurance is going up over the next 12 to 18 months. If it if it hasn't, I can't, I, I don't know anybody who hasn't gone up some already. And I'm talking nationally.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean what, insurance
1: is, is is going up for sure. So not not to de- derail the
0: conversation. So what should we be looking for if our insurance is going up?
1: Um that there's I mean it's it's going to adjust even if you haven't had anything happen. And there's there's not a lot that There's not a lot. Be careful about how you shop it, hmm. agency you shop it with if you do, because there's going to be agents. It, I hate to kind of pigeonhole, but it's just a fact. I don't screw it. I don't know why I'm beating around the bush. If they only have one product, they're going to sling lower coverages because that's all they can do, right? Explain that. So like if they only have okay. one so product imagine... like state farm... Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, if State Farm can only sell State Farm coverage, and their rates are going up, which State Farm has a massive rate need right now. They're the largest personal lines insurer in the country, and I think their their what's called their trade combined ratio for last year was like one eighteen. So, if you think about that, for every dollar they took in, they spent a dollar eight, a dollar and eighteen cents. Yeah. That's that's in business. We call that not profitable. Right. So you got to take rate to offset that you do it two different ways. You, you, you do it through rate adjustments and then you do it through tightening what you allow. So maybe you used to be kind of loose on your standards. Hey, I'll, we'll we'll write somebody with one ticket up to two tickets and one accent. Now we'll only write somebody with no accidents. You could do something like that. Right. So you limit what you'll allow in. So you maybe get a better, risk factors for a client which in turn doesn't create additional accidents because of the actuary information your probability of accidents are lower so hopefully your claims stay more steady so long story short if i sell product a and i'm not trying to beat up on safe farm so let's just say i sell product a and that's the only product i sell and i used to be an exclusive agent i sold one product right All I can do is try to still convince you that one product's the best. And maybe, and and truthfully, I think it's the best, but doesn't mean it's the best for you. And all I can do is if I can't convince you to stay where you're at and just spend more money because of the value, then I'm going to lower coverages to try to get you where you're at. Which means? That means I'm going to lower your liability. I'm going to raise your deductibles. I'm going to cut stuff out. I'm selling something new to somebody walking in the door and... Trust me, agents learn pretty quick. So if I'm selling carrier A and you call me and I know you're coming from carrier B, I know automatically probably I'm already seeing how I'm competing against carrier B. So I'm going to go, man, I know I'm not going to compete just dollar for dollar with this one. So I got to make this customer potentially like me, right? And I'm going to cut some stuff out.
0: Off Off of their coverage. So
1: To try to offset it. Now, there's plenty of great agents out there who have higher standards and won't do that. There's also plenty that just don't know any better because yeah. they've only worked at one place and that was just the way it was done. And at the end of the day, you got to make that nut every month. And if we got to do what we got to do to make that nut, that's the way it's going to be. That's why independent agencies, frankly, have an advantage because I don't win every deal, which is fine. But if I, if I got a close rate of about 50%, that's, that's solid, that's yeah. really solid. And exclusive agencies lucky to have a close rate above 20%. So their bond rates, 20% or lower. So I got to quote, I got to quote 10 people close to close two or one out of five, if you want to say it, right? Right. If you think I'm going to risk going one, one out of six, hell no. Right. Now me, I'm going to sell five out of 10, right? Or one out of two. Yeah, so, yeah. and I got multiple products to do it with. So I don't need to tell you carrier A or carrier B is the best. I need to just put you where it's the best fit for you. Right. That's a big difference. So yeah. sorry to sidetrack.
0: No, that. That, 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 that's that's exactly what I was trying to understand. Just in case I need to go talk to my insurance guy.
1: That dude's an asshole. Best of luck to you.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, just as far as all that goes, I mean, it's it's very important to be able to Understand that that if you are wanting to go down the route of you know, whether it's owning a company or starting a startup or just doing something on the side. Like we've got this lady that 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 we're we're dealing with right now, she's a nurse, but she does nails on the side, dude. And she makes more from doing nails on the side than she does in her nursing job.
1: Wow.
0: Right. But those are the things where those types of people who have that in them, they're like, I know that I can do this and I do this really well, but I'm scared to leave my other job because I don't know how this is going to play out. Understand that you have the green light to start something new and to do it alongside, you know, you've got 24 hours in a day, you sleep eight of them, mm-hmm. you've got plenty to go, right? And I understand yeah. you got family, you got, you know, kids, you got other stuff that that some people may not have to deal with, but What you can do in those 8 to 12 hours out of your day, you have the ability to make something happen, right? And to better your future and to better your children's future and to better the the people around you because you don't know what Mm -hmm. it can turn into, right? Yeah, I had an idea what I knew what this company would turn into and it's Mm -hmm. starting to come to fruition. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know the road and I didn't know it was confirmed that if I did these things, that it would work out.
1: But you got to make that jump. If you want it, right? If you want it. The last thing I'll say as far as on a business look, some of the, the happiest people I've seen, the most relaxed people I've seen, you know, from my personal perspective, are the people's businesses that they were at a point and they sold them to me. It, like, everybody thinks like they got to create a business. Their great grandkids to like you know like you're a Rockefeller. I mean maybe you do that. That's great, but don't just expect it. Also don't leave them a pile of junk and expect them just to go into it. Because like I'm successful or not successful, I'm not forcing my kid to work here. Hell, I want her to go out and work somewhere else first. Work for a real boss before she thinks she's gonna come work for me. Yeah. And then she's gonna have to earn it, and she's gonna start front desk if she works for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, wow You know. So, um, I best thing I can do is is try to leave a legacy in the values I teach her that will carry right. on way past when I'm gone, right? So, like, that's hopefully what I can do. Um, hey, if there's some extra money left in the bank, great. But I had a buddy of mine. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking military, but my master sergeant from Afghanistan. I was talking to him this week. He's building a new house. Um, and he's on like the, the inland waterways in North Carolina. And they're building Him and his wife are building a new house. And I was talking about something. I was like, man, I was like, I hope I grow up and retire, live like you. And he was talking about, he's like, man, I want to have a good time. I want to be smart. But he said, I hope my last check bounces. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, hey man, I want to live it up. I hope my last check bounces when I die. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it was kind of funny, but you know, like, do it for you if your kids or someone else want to be part of something great if it's only for a short time you know you go out there and you take it and you and you make the play and you run it for what it's worth and then you sell it or whatever or move on your life like there's no shame in that none whatsoever which which goes to play
0: with the first thing that you said like if you leave the correct values and the correct uh morals to your kid or to the people that you want to leave behind. If you create that standard as a Mm -hmm. family and as a unit, they will have no problem achieving the things that you achieved, if not more. Yeah. Because you put the standards into play, right? Yeah. Everything that I do, everything that, that is based off of where I come from and how I work and how I, and how I run things is based off the experiences and the past experience and the things that I've learned from the people around me. Right. And so everything gets played out. So yeah, if you are in that field and you've got a nice little nest egg and you're, you're living, you know, you're, you're, you're building it up so that you can pass it down and leave money for those around you afterward. That is a perfect way to, 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 to make it. That's a perfect way to live in the sense of you can, Take everything that you've made, live your life to the best of your ability. And if you have money left over, great. But if you spent every single dollar with the person that you're happy with and you spent every single dollar of it and you die the next day, what's actually going to be important is the values and the morals that you left behind with all the people, right? Who you were as a person is going to mean more than the amount of money that you left behind. Mm-hmm. So that that's a perfect way to look at it. Like that that's yeah. that's a hell of a concept. Whereas most people want to grab and hold.
1: Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, that's why I say legacy. You know, mm-hmm. between the legacy you leave and the inheritance you leave. Yeah. Uh, focus on the legacy. Yep. That'll matter much more. Guaranteed, much more. So,
0: so with all that being said, hey, have a great day enjoy yourselves today um and then while you're enjoying yourselves don't forget to go online and uh type in this little thing called uh, jockofuel dot com mm-hmm. or origin usa and when you get to all the the website there they're going to have some new products that they put out jockofuel just put out cookies that are i checked out the ingredients were amazing so be prepared <laughs> to be curious um and find something that you would like. Also with the Jocko, or not Jocko, but um, Origin USA. They've got all kinds of cool stuff coming out. Super, super cool stuff. So you may want to go pop on there, take a look, take a little gander. And while you're gandering around and filling up your cart with all this cool stuff, know for a fact that we got you. Go ahead and put in the code GRIND10 at the checkout. Save yourself 10% off. Uh, and that's G-R-I-N-D. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to save you a solid 10%. Off of all those goodies. So if you spend a hundred dollars, James, how mm-hmm. much do they say? Ten percent. That'd be ten dollars. That'd be ten dollars. You just spent ninety dollars instead of a hundred. Talk yeah. about a deal, baby. That's called value. That's called not only value. That's called perceived value.
1: Yeah. Hey, and here's the thing. I, I do want to say that we we are sponsored by Jargo Fuel, but I, I want to tell you why we have that. Because when we first started this podcast, we had no listeners mm-hmm. for probably some people locally that knew us. And one of the first like bigger profile guests we had, right the first bigger profile guest mm-hmm. we had was um a good friend of ours and like invested in us and took time in us and spent it with us. And, like, so we want to pay that back because they're a great organization. And, like, I don't care if we're sponsored by them or not. These are products. They're great folks. They do good things. They're trying to make a difference in this world. And, uh, hey, if they make a few extra bucks because of it, fantastic. Good. I like supporting people I like. You know, so um, give them a a chance if you haven't checked them out yet. So that's a fact. Lastly, I'm going to ask for a favor. Hey, if you're not following me on uh, Instagram or something, check me out. All right, my Instagram's uh, it's it's really clever. It's JD Chapman eight Check me out. Follow me. Get to know me. Shoot me a message. Say hello. I'd love that. And while you're down there looking at the bio, and
0: you're looking at the description of the podcast, you're going to see at JD Chapman eighty four. You can click on that, and it's going to take you directly to him. Whether you're in your phone, your computer. Whatever, but there's also that follow button. But along with that, while you're looking at J.D. Chapman, don't forget to check out The Grinder. We've got this video on YouTube. We've got, we've got Instagram posts. We've got shorts. We've got everything. We've got things that we say during this podcast that we break out into separate things that you may not have heard or maybe it wasn't a gold nugget at the time, and now it is. So don't forget to check out the shorts, like some stuff, share some stuff. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate you. It is... Definitely grown to something that that we that we love and enjoy. It gives time for us to to get on this and shoot the shit, and hopefully you guys pull some some cool stuff out of it. So, um, yeah. with that being said, thank you. We appreciate you. Keep on rocking on, James. Grinder out.